0: Welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast after a mad game on the south coast, but it's a day when many reds eyes were focused just a little bit closer to home. Liverpool drew drew four each in a game where they were 2-0 up, 4-2 down against the worst side in the league. Meanwhile, for half an hour or so, the Everton turd was circling the bowl, but once again managed to cling to the porcelain and stay in the Premier League. I'm Chris Smith and I'm joined by Julian Richards and Dave Usher a few hours after the match, as we've let the dust settle on a day when fortune really favoured the shit. Dave I've been thinking about this and how to cheer you up and as much as it sucks today I think it'll be a good thing in the long run because you know if they'd have gone down you'd have been like when Del Boy becomes a millionaire and he sort of loses everything that made him him <laughs> like his drive and his charm and his you ne know, and his ambition so I honestly think that this in the long run it's going to benefit you.
1: Uh, it doesn't feel like that. I've got to admit though I was thinking this morning what am I going to do if, if that happens? How, how am I going to react? What am I going to do? And I honestly just didn't know. So I, I don't know, like, I, but I was desperate for it to happen and devastated when the final whistle went and switched it off straight away because I wasn't going to watch that fucking inevitable pitch invasion. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't be doing with that at all. And, you know, I think that's what bothers me more than anything about them staying up. It's, it's the fact that, like, they revel in it. And like, you know, instead of being ashamed, like the final whistle should have gone. They should have breathed a sigh of relief, being pissed off at the shit season they'd had and left. But instead they're like celebrating and there'll be like a a picture up on the wall and like in the corridors of of them all on the pitch, another great escape. And that's what bothers me. It's like, have some fucking pride in yourselves. You know, I think there was a bit of a split
0: in the fans though today. I I think a lot of them did feel like that because like half of them didn't invade the pitch and they were telling... They was chanting at the um, the the ones who did to get off the get off the field because that wasn't shouldn't be something that they should be celebrating. That's to be fair. fair to and,
1: and there's like but loads of them were on the pitch and loads of them were on the pitch last time. And next year, if it happens again, there'll be loads on the pitch again because it, it it just that's what they do, and it drives me mad. Like I, I seen like a lad who went to school where they seen him on Twitter and he's a blue and he hasn't posted on Twitter for about pff, a year. Not seen anything. And he just posted on there then, and he just said something like, uh, "Don't think that this means that, like, I love you again, Everton. You know, sort your shit out." I'm like, "Well, that's exactly how they should should be thinking. Not running on the pitch and celebrating as though they've accomplished something." Um, so that's the thing that's like that bothers me most about it. Um, but yeah, I've just that empty feeling, just feeling really flat. It doesn't help that like the the fucking absolute shambles that that we put in today as well. So yeah, just it was a miserable day all round,
0: really. Mm-hmm. Jules, let's talk about let's talk about our game for a bit then, because um, it was a very much end of season flavour about it. The the team was very much picked with sentimentality in mind. As well as giving a few of the squad lads like a reward in terms of getting some minutes and starting a game, and it all started pretty good. But as soon as we kind of went two 0 up, that was it seemed like the sum total of our ambitions. And before we knew it, we were losing the game.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I had like Dave. I had one eye on what was going on in the relegation battle, and I, you know, being in the UK with a kickoff at that time and uh, having to stream it via some. Uh, third-party websites and the stream wasn't always good quality so I can't say I was 100% focused on this but it mm. it, it was 2-0 up and cruising think like yes this is you know Sam to the shite this is over this is you know I've, I was thinking like get five or six year and then I turn around I, I flick I flick over I, I was watching the Everton game and I thought well this is pointless because first of all Leicester needs to be winning for this game to be jeopardy so I switched over to the to the Leicester gave it, and as they sort of scored, I'm looking back at us, I'm going, like, hang on a second. How was Southampton pulling this one level? I don't understand. And it was just like it was complacency. Like Henderson in the second half made the mistake, and in the first half, I feel like Kelleher should have done better f- for the goals. It's mm-hmm. it's the mark of having a really great goalkeeper as your number one. though when even if it's not you playing, you know how often do you watch another team play and you think? Alisson would have saved that. Yeah. And it, it just felt a bit like, well, Alisson would have saved that. And it was all just a bit... I mean, it was the ultimate nobody gave a shit game. Even mm. though it's 4-4, it'll be down the bottom end of match of the day tonight. Because no one gives a shit. There's nothing, there was nothing riding on it. So, I'm, pride. Pride should have been riding on it, but apparently there's not a lot of that going around in the team at the moment. Because couldn't even close it out against the worst team in the league you know how many times have we been away at the worst team in the league this year and been and been being, I'm being by them which, which is one of the reasons why we're playing in the europe uh, europa league next year not the champions league yeah um some good goals like um although i'm not sure that Southampton go i think it was their second but he just sort of ran through everybody and fabinho as you pointed out chris like didn't <laughs> didn't for once put a tackle in um and you know, you just think of what's going but no one cares. No you know, they care but they don't really care because there's no there's no jeopardy involved. And I suppose you were looking for a game to sum up the season and inevitably the game that finished the season summed up the season, mm-hmm. Should have been far too good for them, raced into a lead, got complacent, some backup players didn't fulfil what they should have been doing, and in the end we come away with a point and you sort of go I'm just glad this season's over. It's been absolutely a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Dave, we've been
0: searching for answers all season, and at times we think we've had them, and at times we think, you know, actually, I was way off base here. This is what's wrong. How much of um, now, you know, now the 38 games have been played. How much of what's gone on do you think might be down to some complacency and you know, a, a poor attitude from from everyone, really
1: a lot, a lot of it is um, some of the games that we've lost you, you, it's not like we've gone into them games in terrible form, you know, sometimes it's coming off a really big result the week before, and then we've gone like to, Bournemouth Bournemouth, Forest, that today, um, Leeds at home, you no know, games like that you cannot be losing those games you know, we didn't lose today, but it kind of almost feels like we did, and um, it's, it's not acceptable. Like the record against the teams near the bottom is so bad that it's not a coincidence. You know, you can't just say, oh, you know, sometimes that happens. If it was like once or twice, maybe. But it, the, the times it's happened, just at the point when it looked like we might have gone on a run and we had something going. I mean, Gilles has mentioned a couple of times, and it's completely right. The Bournemouth game fucked us completely. You know, that's where, like, we started this run too late, but the run would have started earlier if we'd have gone and won at Bournemouth. And that game is basically what cost us top four in the end. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just, it was terrible that, that it was just not acceptable. The Forest game was bad, but it was sort of, in a way, it was a little bit of a freak result because we missed a load of chances. Even though all of those chances were from set pieces, it's not like we played well. But on another day, it's one of those where, like, you, you grind out the win, because you score from a couple of corners and you're like, yeah, it's a, it's a good and away performance against a, you know, it's a, it's a tricky place to go, but we lost, and you know it was a recurring theme. We got battered at Brentford, we got battered at Brighton. Um, part of it Ooh. is just the, the the wide variety of flaws that we've had this season and things that have gone wrong. But part of it's also just the the attitude wasn't right, and I also mm-hmm. think that is is partly, um, I'm not saying Klopp's complacent. But I think there was an element of us, tactically, there was like, you know, we should have been a little bit more, okay, this is not working, let's change it, instead of going, no, no, this is what we do. You know, we'll go out and we'll do our thing. And it wasn't working, it needed to change. And by the time it did get changed, things improved, but it was too late. And it, it, only, it only changed the whole thing with Trent and all that. That was because he's even said himself, it reached a point where it was like, okay, well, we've got nothing to lose now. Well, mm-hmm. it should have been done earlier. Yeah. Instead of just persevering with like players who were not performing and tactics that weren't working, and you know the season started. I, like, if we go back to the charity shield, there was no sign that this was going to happen because we looked dynamite that day. But then the first game of the season, it was like, oh look, what, what's this? What, mm-hmm. What's going here? This this is this is not right, <laughs> and it just went from there, and it, it was like. Up and down, we had some good moments, but we never got any consistency going until recently. Um, yeah, c- complacency definitely played a part in it, but it's it's not like it's straightforward to say yeah we were complacent. That's why we were shit. No,
2: there's there's more to it than that, but that was definitely part of it. Bad summer transfer window.
1: Yeah, that that like, didn't help. In
2: hindsight, that was an awful transfer window mm. we had in the summer. Who did we have? We had we had Darwin for seventy. We had Ramsey. Ramsey. Um, Carvalho. Be? Carvalho, Carvalho and uh, uh, Ram- it was...
1: Ramsey Carvalho and Arthur Mello
2: yeah oh, that is that. like even at the time I mean I suppose at the time you sort of go alright well Nunez is like the big addition up front to, to replace Mane even though it wasn't Mane's replacement that was Diaz um, you go alright you've, you've done that and you've added a youngster that you wanted and you've added a backup youngster that's going to be the new Robo because he's Scottish um, to be trans backup, and then the panic that of signing Arthur for, you know, signing that signing Dudley Moore's Arthur would have been a better bet than signing <laughs> that guy, because at least he had money to give us. <laughs> to be
1: fair though, I mean we were keeping our parts dry for Bellingham. Let's not forget that. Well, um, so it was all <clears throat> worth it in the end. Oh wait, so, no, it wasn't.
0: Well, so what's this with that? Oh, let's talk about that later. Go on, Jules.
2: Yeah, so. So at the time you sort of go, okay, we're all a bit, we're all a bit excited about the big, big striker we have signed for a bit, for some, for some high cash, and go, and, and, but we all knew that mid, you know, maybe we, the, the half of the midfielders we had at the club weren't reliable, but now looking at the hindsight, being twenty twenty and all that, you look back at that transfer window, and it's, um, it might be the, might be the one of the worst we've had under Klopp. It there's the one when we didn't sign anybody when John Henry wrote a letter. That was under Rodgers, though, I think. So I think under Klopp, that might be the worst transfer window we've had. It contributed... I'm not. This is not me now trying to wind Dave up about Nunez, but realistically, how much has he added this season, really? How much has he... Con- he scored goals, yes. He's been OK. But how much, really, has he contributed to the team overall? Like, uh, if you wanted to really argue, you'd say Gakpo has given more impact in the shorter time he's been here so you take Nunez out nobody else contributed so you and as Dave said they never because they never with transfers you never say it's not like you know you're saving for a car and you go yeah I'm not I'm not buying I'm not buying that new pair of trainees or I'm not buying not going you know say to the missus not going out for we're not going out for a wheel because we're saving for the car but we are saving for the car. You know you're saving for the car. The club can't say, yeah, we're not spending any money because we're spending it all on Bellingham next summer. Don't you worry. You can't say that. But they definitely, you know, to paraphrase, they were, to paraphrase it's always sunny, there was the implication. And there was briefings mm-hmm. off the record. It's yeah. not a coincidence they,
1: that all like know the, the local press lads are all saying that because Cold they're speaking water. to people at the yeah. club yeah. and they're being told, you know, this is what's happening. And, and they, they all was not it was, broad, was it? Yeah. They thought it was yeah. happening until recently, and then suddenly the club says to them, "Actually, no. You know, they didn't make that up. It's not like all the people who are writing about uh, keeping the pads dry for Bellingham and he's the number one target and all of this and the confidence.
2: They didn't make that up.
1: That, well, you know, it's not. Like you'd be fuming with you
2: because if you were if you were the club though, and, and the local journals, the beat journalists were putting that out. And you weren't doing that. You'd be straight down there going, Whoa, yeah. lads! You're gonna Stop get. You, we're gonna that. get catch such heat in the summer exactly. if you don't. If if you don't put the record straight. Yeah. So to have that in the summer and say, you know, the implication that was signing Bellingham, and then, you know, to not to them so publicly pull out of the race. Now, I don't. I don't necessarily. Th- I think we are out the race, but I, 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 I weirdly now, I never. I was never. You know, I've been on pods before, and I said I'm not that. I never thought it was going to happen anyway. But now I think I'm weirdly... I've got to, I have got give it a better chance than Dave does. Because I don't think necessarily... It's never over and it's never done until it's done. And it could all well be... I know that you know, you might speak to some local beat journalist and they go, no, no, it's definitely over. But I wouldn't... You just never know. But it just makes no sense that you would, you would then... You would write off most of last summer. You would leave us with the hobbled midfield um, that you did. And I, I said this last time in earlier in the season. It'll be a false economy to spend nothing, wait, and go. Sorry, we'll sort it next year. Because if you do that and you miss the Champions League, you're off the carousel, and it could be a few years because you haven't got the money. You haven't, you know, you've got to balance the books a bit more. Thursday, Sunday football's a little bit tougher. Um, the, our best route to making sure we're in the Champions League next year is the Europa League, because yeah, it's definitely. like. Chelsea are going to be better. I don't think Spurs are going to be better because I think they fucked it with the manager search already. Um, Newcastle are going to have more money, or sorry, more legitimacy to spend their money. Manchester United have always got money. City are, are locked in at number one. Arsenal now have the Champions League money as well. Um, and then you've got especially like, if you look at the, the
0: signings that Arsenal might be making this summer, like yeah, know, Declan
2: Rice et
1: all, Yeah, yeah, Paisado and Rice. The and... young; they'll get better. They're not. Yeah. They're not like at their peak now,
2: are they? No. So not only did we delay and give the implication of of signing Bellum, to then pull out the race, waste that summer, and then miss the champ. I mean, it's like it's it's the it's one of the worst case scenarios you could have drawn up. It really is, and it's, it's
1: negligence. It really is. It is negligence, In it is it, 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 in the business that it's in. It's negligence. That's right. Yeah. And just to yeah. pick up on on your point about Darwin, now. I'm not... This isn't like me or I'm sticking up for me boy. It's, it's not about that. All I'll say on that is... He's like the big signing that we've made. But... He's a player that like... Every one of us... You don't need to be like... You know... Have your coaching badges and be like a, a fucking scout... To realise this. Everybody said when we signed him... Well okay... That's something very different to, to what we, we normally have. So clearly... There must be like plans to change what we're doing you know we must be adapting the team he must be going to do something different and we haven't done that now you can you can argue about he's missed chances sometimes he's not played well sometimes he has played well but leaving all of that out of it we signed a player for big money who plays a certain way and he's not a fit for how we normally play mm. and then we've just carried on like doing what we do and expected him to just fit into that and then when it didn't work it's like okay let's get Gakpo because he's similar to Bobby we can bring him in and he can do what Bobby does and it's like, well where's Darwin supposed to fit into all this regardless of like Mm -hmm. whether you think he's played well or he hasn't played well or if he's gonna be good or if he's gonna be shit leave all of that to to one side where's he supposed to fit in like that was the the big signing that we made now Big teams make signings like that all the time, and sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. And your season should not make or break because of like one signing like that that's not really worked out. But then you look at everything else Carvalho, the poor lad couldn't even get on the pitch again today. Mm-hmm. You know, a game like that where we're giving fringe players a game. Klopp saying the other day, oh, nobody's impressed me more this season than Carvalho, his attitude's been incredible, blah, blah, blah. And then a game like that today, when you're handing out games left, right and centre to people and he still can't get on the pitch. That's just, again, it's like, well, what are we doing here? Arthur Mello, the only surprise is that he didn't get on today. I was fully expecting him to be brought on and I'd have been fucking fuming if, if he'd have been brought on today. I'm pissed off that he was even on the bench.
0: You get angry in advance.
1: Oh, uh, I, I, I was I was ready for it. I'm like, they're going to bring him on for Milner. I can see we'll Milner's going to come off and they're going to be putting him on. And I'd, I'd have been fuming about it, but at least he didn't get on. But yeah, I mean, the, 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 the summer business, Calvin Ramsey's basically missed he was injured when he came he's had at least two injuries in the meantime he's barely kicked the ball but he's a kid he wasn't expected to be coming in and playing a lot of games anyway so that's a sign and every team does that you take a chance on a young player for the future so it's not a case of that's a bad sign i'm not worried about that With time will tell with him whether he's he's going to be an asset or not but you look at what we did last summer and in the transfer market to help the team and what did we actually do. One signing, who was actually going to play and we didn't have a clue how to use him. So mm-hmm. that, again, this is and this is what worries me ahead of this summer. I mean, I don't know if, how, how deep we want to get into this at this point about like what we're going to do in the summer. But just to touch on it now, I've not got much confidence in, in what we're doing this summer because I don't see a plan anymore. All the things that we did well, And you you were just relaxed about it. You're like, yeah, we've got the right people in place. They all know what to do. And we've got a track record of getting most things right. And then you look at it and say, well, Edwards is gone. Ward comes in. He's going. The transfer record recently is not good at all. There doesn't seem to be any plan. It's like your plan is like Bellingham and Mount. And then, well, yeah, we're not in for Bellingham anymore. Now it looks like Mount doesn't want to come here. He wants to go elsewhere, which I do not give a fuck about, by the way. I'm I'm not Not in the least bit arsed. It's the principle, you know. It's like, well, that's someone who we, we were like well in for, thinking we were going to get, and we can't even get that deal over the line. So then mm-hmm. it's like McAllister, and yeah, I'm in, I'm in a minority here, but <laughs> just the thought of like of us signing him, it just it's winding me up. I don't want to see his prematurely aged face playing for <laughs> us next season because every time I look at him, all I see. Is Brighton one, Everton five. I don't want any of them. I don't want any <laughs> Brighton player anywhere near. Now I'm sure if we sign them, I'll get over it in time. But right now, it's you know what. If I'm being honest, whoever we get linked with, and just like rolling my eyes and going, yeah, whatever, because I'm just pissed mm-hmm. off about like the the, the the Bellingham thing. We've done it to death, I know. So I'm not going to say any more. Except this is not us clamouring for a player. This was them leading the way like letting us think this is what this is the plan don't worry about it you know i know we've done nothing last summer but we've got a plan just trust us and then where's that plan now we're just lurching from like one target to another and i, I just i dread to think what what we're going to end up with this summer i don't know because i just don't trust the plan anymore it doesn't look like there's a plan and then we're bringing in like klopp's mate from germany as like sporting director or whatever his title is going to be on a temporary basis it's like what the fuck this is. These that's are Man United, not like, Man United,
0: That's my United style. That, it's, it's Man United. It's, like,
1: it's spares. It's that kind yeah. of like like behaviour where you look and go, "What are you doing? Where's your plan? This was not your plan." There's no way we we've had a plan at any point during the season that we were going to bring in this guy from Germany to be like the sporting director for this window. I mean, what? It's just red flags all over the place. Really, is mm-hmm. it's like there's nothing to 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 give you any kind of encouragement that okay, yeah, they're on track. They know what they're doing. Let's just sit back, let them get on with it, and we'll be fine. No, I'm just not seeing that. The only plan we've got is Plan 9
2: from Outer Space.
1: Plan what? It's gone over my
2: head. It's gone over my head. Oh, yeah. oh there's one for the film buffs. Plan 9 from Outer Space. It's considered one of the worst movies ever made by Ed Wood. Okay. Which, which may well be our transfer window this summer. <laughs> you know, you've you all seen Ed Wood, though, right? The the Tim Burton movie with... Yeah, um, no. Yeah, yeah. Can't say, yeah. Plan 9 from Outer okay. Space. Some people would be like, great reference, like nodding away, listening to that. Other people would be like, you two, what the fuck's he on about?
0: Okay, well, to that, to that listener, that one listener, it's thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, two listeners. Well, I think, I think the um, the the Bellingham stuff. I think we kind of like got our heads around the fact that it wasn't going to happen. And then this week, it's kind of compounded by the fact that you hear that Real Madrid are potentially only paying eighty nine million quid mm. for him. And there was all that talk that we were all of a sudden priced out of it because the fee had got too high with like 120, 130 being mentioned. And then the targets that we're looking at are like 70 for Mount or McAllister or upwards of that even perhaps. And it just makes you wonder, well, like, what what actually fucking is going on then? Because there doesn't seem to be any sort of like rationality or certainty or any real insight into... They're thinking and why they're acting in the way they're acting.
1: Well, the obvious thing, that the conclusion you'd jump to there with, with Bellingham is that you'd say, okay, well, it must be his wages. Now, the, my pushback to that would be, well, if it was about his wages, the club would have just briefed, briefed it. that. They would have just said, yeah. his wage demands are so high, he wants more than Mo, We can't do that. That was There was all kinds of other reasons that were put out there, but there was nothing about his wage demands. So I don't think it is that. So I don't think it's about his wages at all. What um, about
2: maybe he just doesn't want to come? Maybe,
1: yeah, maybe. But like, that's usually like, they, they know, thought what? for a long time that he did, and then if something's changed, like in in like the last couple of months or whatever, uh, one of the things that was was getting put about was that it wasn't that like they didn't think they they could get him. It wasn't like there's no chance of getting him but they didn't have the assurance like they wanted an assurance i only want to come and play for you and then yeah, we, but we were, and it. Yeah that's bollocks and all cuz we
2: transfer sagged up with the others now No
1: and exactly you know they, yeah. they've not they've not walked away from Mason Mount after even though he supposedly yeah. wants united or whatever but that was what was being put about was that wanted assurances that they didn't want to get into a bidding war with city and real madrid so they wanted him to be saying i want to go to liverpool i say that to dortmund and like look dortmund do a deal with liverpool that's where i want to go that's what we wanted but his dad who's also his agent was, was still speaking to city and real madrid and liverpool were like well we don't want you to be talking to them because we can't have a saga we need to know who are we signing? We want to get our because deals get like signed in June or whatever, but they but get agreed Klopp's in April. now fucking
0: talking about the, the fact that, you know, he's he's talking about like how it might be a fucking few weeks before we get anybody in with the start of the window, and he's yeah. not panicking about it. So it's it's just yet another thing where it's. That's why like,
2: I reckon it could be Bellingham. Just that's stop. Why I, just stop like trying to get me hopes up. Uh, that's just, just I, I, I have thought said along they, all long, they
1: pulled me back in. <laughs> no, I'm not back in. But like I, I did say that. Like there's there's you know, until it actually happens, you'd always think things can change. We might well be out, but things can change, can't they? But there's nothing yeah. at this point yeah. to suggest that it is gonna change.
0: Jules is just mm. trying to take a sad song and make it better. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, uh, bravo! No, yeah. You, you. Yeah. No, I can't believe that you that drew <laughs> that reaction. That's good. That
2: good. I through. well, I was trying to think of the DiCaprio line from Django, but I couldn't remember the order of it, so I've just left it there. What is it? Right. Yeah, that's you a, had my that's uh, attention. Bad references for one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, especially with like Dave's fucking Silvio, Vince McMahon Vince. impression that, see I'm not
1: having that, that was a good impression that's yes, what well, I
0: thought I was out <laughs> you pull me back
1: in that Silvio sounded just like that that's a good impression
0: no it didn't the amount of, the amount of <laughs> shit that I was getting over that
1: impression that that's me up, that was a good impression
0: alright, fair enough um, well hey, actually I was um, speaking of Darwin right, like I think we we can probably give it, like, six months with him. Um, and if he if it still looks like he sucks at Christmas, then then we, there might be time to sort of, like, admit that that was a bad sign-in. But, like, I think we can at least be as patient to see how pre-season goes next season. Maybe he can develop more English than, like, Manuel from Faulty Towers. Do you reckon he knows the English for an toe? With his teammates. <laughs> and, yeah, and his, he can get his toe sorted. He gets toe massaged over the summer. <laughs> <laughs> but I, Dave, I don't think you're actually you're not in the minority of of people who do like enjoy Darwin. Like um uh, there's like a young lad who had a birthday this week, Harry, and he's just turned fourteen. And I asked who his favourite player was. He listens to the podcast. I asked who his favourite player was. His favourite player is Darwin. So you know,
1: I, I mean, look at the reaction in the grounds. It's like you know, Jules just said it's like patronising and condescending. It's like he it is. It is, and it isn't. I know, I know no, what it you're isn't. saying. There's no, is no isn't, it is. No, it, it's, it's also it's somebody struggling. Him and him because he's So it was the same with <laughs> Crouchy then? So was that patronising with Crouchy?
2: I, Crouchy I, uh, needed support, he got support, I see what, I, and eventually I see what it you're paid said. off. Okay, so I see what you're saying. I take your point. I feel like there was far more mockery from outside sources, media included, about Peter Crouch Gangly, mm-hmm. tall, ugly Peter Crouch. Sorry, crouchy I don't think that, but you know that was the that was the sort of thing. um Signing for Liverpool, European champions, and it was they was incredulous that we'd signed him, and not from some of us were like, you know some Liverpool fans like oh what, but no one ever went oh well fuck him. We were all banged behind him because partly because everyone else was so incredulous that we'd signed him. That's
1: exactly so, the same with with Nunez. I don't think the amount think of it shit is. he was
2: getting from from
1: elsewhere when we signed oh, him. Oh, just because. Listen, but like it's rival fans singing shit, Andy
2: Carroll. And there was like just
1: fucking viral videos of him like missing a shot yeah. in training. It was all mm. over fucking social media. I, like, I, oh, I just, Liverpool I,
2: spent fuck a hundred million on this fucking clown. That I. I I just I know like the the landscape has changed in the time since crouchy signed for us and, and Darwin so like social media is now a lot more powerful but I do feel like there was just a lot more coming from traditional media uh, incredulous and a little bit of mm-hmm. mockery about crouchy and it we just, and then obviously that he went on that run when he wasn't scoring and it just got it got worse and worse and the fans got behind him behind him so I do take your point I'm not saying you you know I'm not entirely disagreeing with you. I don't think they come exactly from the same place, though. I think it's really, really similar
1: situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, but I would also say, with, with regards to the, the patronising element, yeah, I agree that it, it definitely is. It, you, <laughs> when he'll you, just like chase someone down, and he'll maybe block a clearance, and it goes out for a throw-in, and like and everyone's like chanting his name. It is basically bit... it's like when a dog chases a ball and catches it. You're like, good boy, well done. Yeah, but you, you do that like to encourage, don't you? So it's the same
2: the same principle. Yeah, the difference is dogs learn.
1: Yeah, but like, but but uh, dogs probably understand English better as well. So <laughs> <laughs> but but but, but now the, the thing is, I feel like it's coming from a good place. And if you listen to like any any time Peter Crouch talks about like um, his career and that, he'll always say about that time at Liverpool when he was going through a bad time. And the the fan support never wavered. Everyone was behind
2: him, and he backed him. And he always
1: says, you know, he's forever grateful for that support that he's got.
2: And he never got sent off for a dafted button like his first one of his first games at Anfield either. All right, are you ever gonna let that go? <laughs> Fucking hell, no.
1: I think but, the one thing on, there.
0: Guys. I think there is a bit of a difference. And um, just going on what you said, Jules, about like the traditional media being a big part of the initial Crouch thing. Like mm. I can I can vouch for that because I was covering the team at the time when I had my press agency job. I got to cover Liverpool and Everton for a couple of years, and was it Wigan that Crouchy got his first goals against at Anfield.
1: Yeah, and he tried to take his first one away. And I
0: was in like the, I was in press box for that one, and then Crouchy... and I broke like the cardinal rule. I like it went in and I got up and started celebrating as if I was normally sat in a cop or whatever, and a load of the journalists behind me were like trying to get it like trying to make the point that it was probably an own goal and he hasn't he hadn't scored yet because it took that big deflection and like looped Mm. up over the keeper didn't it so i think they they were definitely reveling in the fact that he wasn't um he hadn't scored and that that was like a a story for them um and on the darwin front i do i think i I agree with you again jules that it it's not like it's almost like not like a dog but if like there was like a it's almost like as if a young lad out the academy had come in and you Mm. want to encourage him and he's you know he's Chasing everything down, and you know you you want to make him feel welcome and that kind of stuff. I feel like that's where the the newness support comes from.
2: Does not yeah, wrong with got, that, though. No, there's no. Not, there isn't. But I, we
0: paid seventy million quid for him. He's not a young that, lad that, who that came from the academy. Fault, he
1: doesn't set the price, does he? The club chose to pay that for him. It's you know, that's it's it, it's not it's not on him. He's not he swanning in like the Big in, though, box going look at me and my seventy million price tag you know yeah. probably yeah, cuz he doesn't know what like price tag means in anyway <laughs> but now <laughs> i just think like it it's great that he gets that support and everyone should get that support you know mm-hmm. and if it's if it's patronizing well yeah it is but i don't think he sees it that way you know he just feels yeah. like the the because he can't
2: understand what's being sung even if it's, also, it's his own name
1: well his, his names the same isn't it so i'm sure he gets that although with the crowd chat nunev <laughs> or Nunez I think there's probably a mixture. You've got some who are like trying to get it right, but actually getting it wrong and calling them Nunev. Then there'll be it's others like the... getting it right, Nunez. And then there's others just going Nunez, Nunez. So you've got like loads of people singing different stuff. But I think you'll get the gist of it. I think that that's not quite.
2: It's like the people can't us. identify that it's Olay, not Way, when when you're passing the ball around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or that it's Campione's, not Champion, Championes. Yeah. That's
0: yeah, the worst. Yeah. That's proper Man United. That's mank behaviour, well, that. that and it's not anymore, stars, unfortunately.
2: I've heard it plenty of times, especially amongst the younger people on the cop. That's because they've been listening to Max doing it, that's
1: all. Yeah. Because it was I so know. long before we got to sing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, well, maybe like enough now about who came in and who might be coming in. We got to say goodbye to a few players today and. Um, Dave, Bobby gave us, like, one more little moment of magic where he sat those two defenders down on yeah. his arse and smashed it through the goalie's legs. And, you know, I was thinking about this before. there's There's been a lot of players who've left down the years and you're thinking, yeah, it, it's time for you to go. But I guess one redeeming factor of Bobby leaving us is that he's kind of left us wanting a little bit more because he's had his best season in about four years this year. And, like, we've seen some, some lovely stuff for him since he came back from his injury and earlier on in the season when he, he looked like he was banging the goals at... In with some, you know, the regularity that we haven't seen for quite a long time and yeah, there's a part of me that there's a big part of me actually that wishes he was staying.
1: Yeah, and no. I like I I think performance wise, he looks like, yeah, he's definitely still got it. You know, he's he's had a renaissance this year. I think when he's played he's been really good. His goals per ninety minutes must be as good as maybe he's ever had, actually. Um it's the injuries now. He's just susceptible mm. to mostly hamstring injuries but like muscle injuries. he's whereas like he was indestructible for a few years, now he's getting like he's getting these injuries that are keeping him out for like six weeks at a time and that. So it is time for him to go. Um based on that more than anything else. It's not that like he's passed it and he can't do it anymore because we've seen, you know, he's still a top player. But fitness wise we can't rely on him. He's on like a pretty big salary. Uh mm-hmm. it's it's the right time. But I mean it looks as though we tried to, to to talk him into staying and it's bobby that's made the decision and full respect to him for doing that because yeah. he knows it's time it is the right time for him to move on and he's moving on at a time when like he's not stayed too long where we're like you know, yeah you should have gone a year ago you know it's the right time for him to go and everybody loves him he's guaranteed like you know a fantastic welcome anytime he comes back you know he's an, he's an absolute like club legend I mean mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody I, I don't know anybody who's not got love in the heart for Bobby Firmino. Like yeah. even ones who said yeah he's not playing well we need to move him on or that like, everyone still loves him. You know there's no yeah. one's ever really got any negative feelings about him. He's one of the most popular players we've ever had. Right.
0: Um it's probably top it, 10 right I yeah, like, in terms it, of just the adulation and the, the- the crowd singing his name the and fondness you up know, there like, with
1: Darwin for like getting his name sung while the crowd. <laughs> <like>. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, but that that's all all right and it's it, I mean he's been linked at Barcelona and he's been linked linked at Real Madrid and it's, so I think that shows you that he's still I, we don't know where he's going to end up but. He's got like big teams still interested in him, so he's definitely got plenty left in the tank, but it was just it was mm-hmm. time. But it is really sad, like that he's not gonna be here. Because you just get used to his face being around the place, you know, smile and face, just the fun that he brings, mm-hmm. you know, skill like goals like that today, just little slalom goals and that. Just he, he leaves like so many incredible. The celebrations,
2: memories. the Kung Fu Kick celebrations. It's yeah, just, yeah. just
1: one of the most fun players that that like I've ever seen. Mm-hmm.
0: I've said for like a long time. It was like when we we're old and grey. Well, I'm grey anyway, but when I'm old, like, and I'm looking back on this area, I'm old and grey. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, At least we're you not know yeah, old but... and bald. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, quite <laughs> <Yeah>. <coughs> Paul. Paul. <coughs> yeah. I've always, you know,
0: I've I've always said that actually, that like, when I get teased about my grey hair, it's like I would much rather it be like grey than. Bald. And especially with me, I was like a redhead when I had colour in my hair, so being grey is actually an upgrade for me. So it's, <laughs> it's nice. And some people think my, the colour, the, the grey colour in my hair, like a lot of people think that it's blonde. It accentuates and like it your eyes, is that what you're going
1: to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought that's what you're going to say. No. <laughs> some people think it accentuates my eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Where was I going with that? Oh, right, when we're old and when we're old and grey, yeah. Like, and we're sitting back and we're in the pub talking about this. I think the enduring memory will be like Bobby's like big beam and smile. And From this that's era, always gonna to
1: It's the icon, yeah, thing, yeah, isn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah. Cloth fist yeah, pumps and, and Bobby's
0: smile, pretty much, mm. pretty much, and Alison's beard, mm. yeah. yeah. All right, hey. Uh, speaking of like hair and and thinking about this team, like. Remy on the forum, he said the other day that he was upset at us that we hadn't given Trent any love for his, like, picture-perfect dread- dreadlocks, and they are outstanding, but me and you countered with the point that the dreads came at the same time as the dip in form, so I yeah. was kind of a little bit, like, over the dreads, so I was like, the, the dre- I associated the dreads with crap yeah. Trent rather than great Trent, so...
1: That's how I felt, yeah. 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 Hopefully he can... Yeah you can put that um, put that straight and cuz the way he's played like yeah. the last couple of months if, he, if he's if he keeps that up for next season i mean there's no reason why he couldn't be player of the year like for the whole league yeah. i mean he's just right. been Definitely. sensational even today i mean it wasn't his best game but he still did some like ridiculous passes like the mm-hmm. the pass for the which goal was it the second goal was it it was the second goal yeah um it's nothing spectacular, but there's very few players would have played the pass that he played there. You know, just like pinging it through like a really tight window. And that's what he gives us when he's in there. Uh, I still think it needs a little bit of work in terms of just so often when players get the ball and they look to the right and there's nobody on that side of the field because obviously Trent's in the middle. So there are a few things that we need to, to tweak with that, but um, Trent's been like the bright spot of the, the last the last couple of months, really.
0: You can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary and access to the members only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the liverpool way on Twitter and at the liverpool way tlw on Instagram and Facebook. I do think Jules that if if it's going to continue with him in midfield, I don't think it's sustainable to have him do the hybrid thing because I think that's going to be teams will figure that out pretty quickly. Like I think it's it's something that we could like find ourselves in a situation where it's like Teams just work out how to deal with that. City but, and
1: Arsenal do it though as well.
0: Yeah, I guess the key will be to do it against teams where we feel like we can, and then maybe have a right back. Yeah. When, 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 which we've already talked about. Um, Jules, another player um, played his last game for us, uh, James Milner. I saw a really nice piece with him in the Guardian where he said, like, it's only sad that you're leaving if you didn't accomplish what you wanted to set out, you, what you set out to do, which I thought was like an incredible way of looking at it, and. Really, sort of like summed him up.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, he'll be missed. Um, his influence in the dressing room, you know, we've spoken about it for so long. Even today, like um, in the, in the second half, oh, a slant and defender was be, was being a was being a dickhead, and he just comes over and just take just pushes him away and has a word and goes, "Gone out, That's it, and you just think that sort of crowd management on the pitch, you know, when there's aggro or there's that kind of stuff. Yeah, we're going to miss that as well. I It was, the, I, I don't, you know, I suppose it was the right time for him to go. If he wants the Premier League appearance record and all that stuff. Um, I, I, I'm a bit pissed that he never really got himself a good song when he was here. Much worse mm-hmm. plays have had far better songs mm-hmm. and that's, that'll always stick in the crow that he hasn't come away with a memorable song and i always feel because of that he was a little bit underappreciated yeah but he wasn't because no one ever was like at the matches ever like fuck off milner or anything like that Mm -hmm. and i do hear frequently frequent fuck off henderson shouts from randoms at the match but you never got any of that from for milner because he was even when he made a fuck up like which wasn't often no one ever, you'd never sort of would ever go like lack of concentration or whatever with with Miller because he was the picture of concentration of of professionalism. It if 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 he made a fuck up, it was just it's one of those things that happens. It wasn't anything else. Um, and I suppose the fact that he never got a song, but yet he's been he's you know he's played the most games of his club career at Liverpool. And he's well, just, he just a sort so respect- of just never
1: really got. Got sung, did he? Yeah, but there's
2: only one James Milner. Yeah, it's not and, a song. That's not a song.
1: That's in a way a song though, it kind that. of fits for him because it's like the Why? no nonsense well, it's understa- old school song. Yeah. But it never got well, sung enough. I'd have been fine well, if that got sung every game, but it didn't.
2: I suppose the point I'm trying to make is everything that he did at Liverpool was professional yet understated. Hmm. That's that's James Milner, right? This it's that might it's be, be the region now,
0: Jules, as well. Yeah, 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 it might like, be. If you like, if you look at maybe it was only sort of later in the later years of his season that Cara really got like a proper song. Like yeah. for years and years and years, and it, it it's kind of maybe just like players who just do their job and are understated and you know don't necessarily. Yeah, you think know the other to... thing with
2: the other thing with Milner, he was he was number seven for so long, and no one ever mentioned the burden of the shirt with him. Yeah. How often do you we sign players, they become seven, like, oh, he's the new number seven, burden of the shirt, that. Never had that with Miller, 'cause because that's how professional he was. Do you know where he's gone
1: wrong now, really? I mean, if if he's wanting, and not that he does want it, but, you know, for him to get his name... I song more... He needed to nut somebody on his home debut and, and
2: get sent off.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but the thing is, he's too professional. The only way James Milner's getting sent off is if it's for a professional foul because something's, he needed to take one for the team, which he has been sent off for. <laughs> Nothing ever else. You know, every, again, just a model of professionalism, understated, going about his job. Um, one of my favourite players. And I, I was really... I can remember when Dave said told us that he was like we were going to be signing him. It was we were signing him at the end of the season. I was thinking like ah, because didn't want I didn't watch a lot of Manchester City, you know, the teams he played for. I didn't really see him that often, and so I fell into the trap of being like, oh, it's just you know boring James Milner that kind of thing. And you know, I'm not ashamed to say it because I didn't watch him, I didn't know, and he he very quickly became one of my favorite players and he's he has been one of my favorite players of the last of the Klopp era um i i just i just i think everything about him even off the pitch like he's like got a dry sense of humor hmm. he's no nonsense i remember there was a video the club put out of him and robo tasted biscuits yeah. And because his body's yeah. a temple, he he wasn't really eating them; he was nibbling them. But he was giving good commentary on each biscuit. But he wasn't eating them until was Robo chomping out, them down, wasn't he? Yeah, he's like, and he's like, Mister Zero percent body fat, I won't eat any of yeah. it. Robo's <laughs> like, oh, Jamie Dodgers. <laughs> he's yeah. like, yeah. and Milner's just nibbling at the end. But yeah. he's asking because Robo he's, "What's it like?" <laughs> yeah, because that's that's that. You know, he looks after himself. That's yeah. why he's still playing now. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. it's just he's just an incredible, incredible player. And I hope wherever he goes next. You know, he, he gets the Premier League record, and he and he enjoys himself, and he enjoys his football because no one deserves it more than him. Well, Top just a, a quick point on this then, because mm.
1: we haven't spoke about this, but like um, I think a few of us have said, oh, it you know, it's maybe it, it is the time because you said there, Jules, about him wanting to play and get the record and stuff. But I think the decision wasn't really in his hands anyway because he said Klopp wanted him to stay, but no offer came. So, mm-hmm. like, that's yeah, what said that but this yesterday. is what what I find interesting is if mm. Michael Edwards was still here, you would just say, okay, so clearly there's an issue here where Klopp wants something, and Michael Edwards is like, no, that's not the way to go. But if Klopp's wanting that, and I'm not saying Klopp's right to want that, and he should be given everything he wants, that's not not what I'm saying. But who is making that decision then? Who is saying mm-hmm. actually no, it's not going to be Julian Ward, it's not going to be like Klopp's mate who's coming in. So Probably Hogan, Billy is he, Hogan. Or, um, but like why, yeah. is, why is Billy Hogan going to be getting involved on a football because decision like FSG that?
2: She won't won't be paying money to people that old, I guess. I think you know we're speculating here, but that that would be the only reason, right? Because he's not, you know, it's money not they don't consider it money well spent. I can't think why else it would be, or who else would be making that decision. It wouldn't be Gordon, Mike Gordon, I don't think. No, but like, I just find that like it's a it's an it interesting is weird, dynamic
1: yeah. and it's strange. I, I'd like to know who made that call. And it has crossed my mind. Mm. Maybe Klopp is okay with that, but yeah. he wants to be seen. Well, you know, James, I wanted you to stay, but it's above my head. Maybe it was Klopp right. who's gone. Okay, yeah, it it is time for him to move on. I don't know. Um, doesn't really seem like something that Klopp would do because he's he's always honest with people, and it's, it's like the one thing with Klopp is like he is straight down the middle, isn't he? But mm. I just find it like it's strange how that's played out. If Klopp wanted Milner to stay why no contract was coming who would be the one making that decision and and again it all goes back to what i'm saying before about like the uncertainty over everything we're doing and you know i've just got no confidence in any of it because it doesn't look like a well run ship which it was for yeah. so long and it, it isn't anymore it clearly
0: isn't we can tell because mm. of the contrast right because we, we know what a, a well run ship looks like yeah and this <laughs> isn't it yeah. so yeah. and it
1: kind um, of started with with like um, henderson's contract Klopp was like really, really pushing for Henderson to get the new contract, which which Henderson wanted. Michael Edwards did not want to do that deal, and reluctantly, like it's he's gone ahead with it. But within like a couple of days, there was a report Michael Edwards is leaving Liverpool, and then it gets announced not long after that. And it was clearly like it was related to that, you know. That might have just been like the straw that broke the camel's back, but the Henderson contract thing was a big issue between Edwards and Klopp. It's like I think mm-hmm. everybody knows that now. It's it's been like widely reported. But we'd lost Genie when because Genie's wanting the contract. The club wouldn't give it to him, like the terms that he wanted. So Genie leaves hendo takes advantage of that really by you know he sees that's a chance for him to get a new deal because they're not going to let both of them work so hendo wants a new deal klopp's like i'm not losing another player you know get this sorted and edwards is like i don't think that's a sensible deal you know he didn't want to do it mm-hmm. the deal goes ahead in hindsight it's probably a deal we didn't need to do when you're looking at it now henderson would be out of contract now if he hadn't signed that contract but then you can just extend it again, you know, you can say, okay, you know, you can have another two years or whatever. Um, mm. But all of these things have just all played a part in what's gone on and, and got us to where we are now, which we're just not as well run as we were. It's just, you, you can see that, you know, there's just so many of these things going on now.
0: Well, hopefully it's not, you know, they, they've built the infrastructure before the owners and and what's his name, Mike Gordon, and stuff like that, so that hopefully we can we can get that ship right and hire the right people again and, and start looking like that well-run outfit that we, we've been for so long. But one more thing on Milner, Dave, or two more things, actually. Firstly, to you, if he signs for Brighton, are you still gonna wish him well?
1: I wish Milner well, but I wish Brighton nothing but fucking misery, and I hope next year it's <laughs> them getting relegated. I hope they just like great. the the best players just get cherry picked, not by us. And <laughs> next year they just they go down.
0: Just those great players are all at Arsenal when we're competing with them in yeah. the Champions League. I don't
1: care where they all just just the best players. Let them leave and let Brighton just fuck off back to League One, League Two, or whatever. Because I'm never <laughs> ever gonna get over that. I'm never. If them Mitch for really it makes
2: me feel better, Dave. At least at least where they are, you can wish them that the lo- cars' laws be covered in bird shit. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: true. And seagulls will be <laughs> pinching their chips for all eternity. Um, I And Jules, bastards. again in that, um, again in that Guardian interview with Milner that was published yesterday, there was a a strong focus on what he wants to do afterwards. So he's almost finished his like UEFA coaching badges and stuff, and he was talking about how he sees coaching as the next phase of his career. Do you think there's you know a chance that we will see him? back when he hangs up his boots and maybe sort of I mean it's 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 a big it's a big suggestion to say that he could be our manager one day but is that something that you that you'd welcome do you think in the future
2: um only if he's good enough nothing out of sentiment I'm not interested now in mm-hmm. we did that for too long so if if he uh, you know he might come back and do a Gerald and, and coach the youth teams or whatever he might be on clubs coaching stuff he, uh, I just don't know but, um I'd welcome him back whatever he wants to do but you know he's, he's left now he's he's, he's leaving mm-hmm. I say best luck to him in whatever he wants um and as long as it's not at like a rival to us then uh, I'll you'll always go with good wishes from me um it'd be great to see him back but again I, I whether it would be down the youth route or in the, the senior team coaching staff I'm not quite sure the um the I'll be honest with you the one Ex-player that like I've got me eye on with their management career. I don't know. If, I'll ask Dave to see if he can guess who. Alonzo. I know it
0: is.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> like he's take was it? He's taken Leverkusen. It's Leverkusen, isn't it? I can, I'm yeah. one of those mm-hmm. where I'm second guessing myself now. Um, but he's he, when he took them over, they were in some bother down the bottom of the Bundesliga, right? And now um, let me see where they finished. They finished like sixth or whatever. Um, let me have a look here. You do know, I them? Yeah. So yeah, he said Leverkusen. Yeah, I knew it was Leverkusen. It was yeah. just second guessing myself, talked myself out of it. Um, so we t- they were like in some bother when he took over, and now they. I'm gonna get. The, I'm, I'm gonna get their final league position up as well. I think it's sixth or seventh. He got him sixth. Nice. He got him sixth, and I'm and I'm looking at I'm looking at Shabi and I'm going. Not only is he like a handsome fella, he's a he's a very intelligent fella. He's always a classy footballer. And it will be interesting to see what he does with Leverkus next year. And I... Because... Unless he goes to Tottenham. Th- no, he's not stupid. I just said he was clever. He's been linked to it, though. Nah. It's been heavily, heavily okay. rumoured. So, I, I... I think, like, Klopp and Guardiola are the last of the... We'll probably like get Gareth Barry instead. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think Klopp and Guardiola are, like, the last of the big beast managers that you have at the moment. Because football is such a. The, the, the price in football now the failure is so high. Managers just don't last very long in any job anywhere uh, at the high end. And there's not. The merry-go-round of managers that changes at these top jobs isn't that great. Like you look at Thomas Tuchel, he's just, he, he won the Bundesliga, really. He didn't win the Bundesliga. Dortmund lost that Bundesliga. But Tuchel's like managed Dortmund, Chelsea, Paris Saint-Germain, Bayern Munich and you think is thomas is thomas tuchel really that good cuz i i like i he he's doesn't not Price, last long he? He's not. no he doesn't last long at clubs and then you sort of look you know look who's you know ancelotti you know he he, he ancelotti's a weird one isn't he he's obviously a good manager but like at the he's same the luckiest time the best manager in the history of football <laughs> okay, so we just leave it. Th- so okay, so we just, but we'll leave that there. yeah, So there's that, and then like you got Xavi at Barcelona, ex-player. Um, uh who's Inter's coach? They're in the Champions League final. Who's who's Inter's coach? Fuck, it's no. Don't know. Or is he uh, a, they're they're not man? Yeah. So, it's like I I don't follow Italian football that close. And then you look in in the Premier League. So Ten Hag That's came exactly. from Ajax to Manchester United. I don't think. I don't think you can really qualify him as a. He's won them a trophy. He might win them a second. He needs them to win them a second. Otherwise, their treble, they are the treble they still they like to dine out on will be going up in smoke. Um, mm-hmm. Pochettino's now uh, Chelsea. Like we, I think we all think Pochettino's a good manager, but now he's got it. Now he's got the resources and the team. Yeah. So I don't think like you know you think when Klopp goes, you think well who's replacing him? Because who's out there now? People always emerge and stuff like that. But like because everyone gets fired really quickly these days because no one can afford failure. You don't. You, you haven't got. You're not going to find someone who's been at Dortmund like Klopp was for for eight to ten years or whatever it was. Um, mm-hmm. And Guardiola was at Barcelona for a long time before he started moving around. So someone like Alonso really does interest me because he might not. He might go to Spurs. I think he'd be foolish because Spurs are are it's a hot are, mess. A, a yeah. Yes, yeah, and uh, and with their ownership, with that cane
0: as a, well, like a
2: hot mess probably. in a straitjacket. Yeah. yeah, but it. I'd like him, you know, have another season at Leverkusen, see what he can we he can do. He might he might be your your, your best if you're looking at ex players who might take over after Klopp goes. I think he's definitely the leader in the clubhouse.
0: It's something that you could get your head around, though, isn't it? Using, losing Jurgen is nothing that we really want to contemplate too strongly. No, really. it's years um, away. Yeah, yeah, and but 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 if somebody like Shabby comes in, you can be. On board with that because there's already like a built-in affection for him there, and you could you could almost feel like okay, well he's our guy now. We already love him anyway. It's <laughs> Do you something know, we'll
2: could... be livid, Chris Johnny. H. <laughs> well, yeah, well, no, I wasn't going to name any anybody specifically. Dave's Johnny just gone H. In
1: Johnny's listening now, and he and he's fucking seething about all this right? talk <laughs>
2: but it, it, it's the people who, who who sort of like backpedaled and suddenly said Alonso wasn't very good when Benitez decided to sell him. And yeah. it's like, it makes no sense. If you if you want to back, it's all like, it's all hindsight and water on the bridge again. But if you want to back the manager and say, yeah, well, I'm backing the manager and sell him. That's fair enough. But there was no need to sort of backpedal and go, do you know what? Wasn't that good for a couple of years. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) He scored goals from the halfway line and loads of times in between those, in these much-vaunted shit seasons. What's going on? And he was just like, you know, again, he was like a leader in the dressing room. It made no sense to sell him. It made no sense. I mean, I don't want to go over it. But yeah, those people who backpedal furiously, like uh, an outfielder in cricket or in baseball trying to catch a ball in the <laughs> outfield, backpedaling furiously to catch it. They're going to be like, Shabby Alonso. Don't think so, mate. He'll have one good season, and season two and three will be finishing ninth and tenth because he's shite in his second and third seasons.
1: <laughs> when I post a link to this on the forum and, and Johnny listens to this, there'll be steam coming off his keyboard when he's typing his response about <laughs> Alonso, or he'll come at me on Twitter. There you
0: go. Um. So,
1: Have we ended off on talking about like Alonso being our
2: manager anyway. God. Well, we haven't talked much about the game now. You might get some people go, "Oh, we haven't talked much about the game," but really, like uh, apart from well, the third goal was the best goal. The, the, the Trent ball to Gakpo it was lovely. Strange, um, fin- yeah. Gakpo one yeah. yard finish at the back post, yeah. and then Jota's, and Jota's finish for the fourth. Well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Jota. I mean, Jota's back now. We're all we're all pretty much. We've yeah. got who's got any? Who's worried about Jota now? No, Jota. No. as long
0: as he can stay fit then he's st- i mean well, he's yeah. starting next season isn't he he's a, he's a it's it's Gackpo Jota and Salah
1: no still no, Diaz, Diaz for me when he's got a full pre-season we had him Diaz for mm. me
0: i mean maybe yeah but he's done fuck all since he came back so hopefully the pre-season will sort him mm-hmm. out but that was always
1: mm-hmm. going to happen though it's like players with a long term injury well, they come back they, they look good for a few games and then it just catches up with them
2: but but it is mm-hmm. it does it but it also gives sort of uh, credence to the argument I said that like he was like he was making difference in games, but he wasn't contributing a lot of goals and assists for what where he was on in you know sometimes. I don't yeah. think his you know his goals. I don't know what it's like if he it was it called goal involvement when it's the both and combined. I don't yeah. know what it is, but I'd be interested to see if he's outstripping Jota or Gakpo because I don't you know not just this season like you know over the career. I'd be interested to see if he's outstripping them on it. Because I don't think he is. Could be wrong. He, at the start of the
1: season, he was. He was. He was really flying. But yeah, uh, one o- as an overall body of work, you're right. You're
2: yeah.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. So that might mean... be the only one who's not like one hundred percent like in love with him. Diaz. Who, I don't. I. Honestly he doesn't like, score like, enough
2: uh, for me, Chris. So I. I wouldn't say I'm hundred. I'm not one hundred percent. But I think I probably. I like him more. Than, like I'm a little bit higher on the than you, but he, he's not scoring enough goals. Especially when you look at Jota, he's not he's scoring no, enough like goals. Not
0: Sadio Mane either, really. Who he replaced as well as he's like, not even a patch on Sadio Mane. So
2: not yet. He's well, he's not. very much the Aquilani to Sadio Mane, Xabi Alonso, now, isn't
0: he? No, that's that's like <laughs> I know, I know.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to bring it back to Xavi. I'm surprised you never he... said that that was Darwin. I thought you have said Darwin's like the. Listen, the Dave. Listen.
2: You know, I, I've oh, I haven't. You know, I've I've made fun of Darwin, but I would never at this point compare him to Aquilani. No, because he has act. You know, he has got the same sort of injury record, but he has actually done a little bit more. Although didn't didn't the ball hit him and like go to somebody else who was an Aquilani assist? Hit him on the back assist? and, and
1: blasted it in at Burnley.
2: <laughs> yeah, but then, didn't Darwin have something like that? It sort of hits him and it's some and then went to somebody else. Like that's an Aquilani assist, there. the much vaunted Aquilani assist. Yeah, the famous
1: one, which which the Alonso haters were all like claiming. Look, you know, Aquilani gets assists, Alonso never did. Is,
2: <laughs> is there a correlation between people who thought Aquilani was a better bet than Shabby Alonso to the people who think Navigator was a good sign-in and better than the options we had? Could you get the Charlie from It's Always Sunny Venn diagram and um, string it, like... out? Yeah, <laughs> and have a look, get the string Aquilani out. Aquilani was pre-Twitter go...
0: though, wasn't he? Yeah, pretty yeah. much.
2: Pre he was uh, he was he was pre um war fascist as well by the sounds of it, weren't he? Like Pepe really <laughs> Oh I know Yeah, Pepe, fucking hell. I've got his gloves, they're gonna be with fuck all now. I hope he's happy. <laughs> Oh yeah, you won
1: them, didn't you? I don't know. <laughs> Was it a raffle or was it the quiz? What was it?
2: You you won it. It was uh, it was it was for Cara's foundation. It was a it was a raffle. Yeah. And like people, it, I I was like made up that I'd won something because I never win shit in raffles. And uh, but like the shirts, the signed shirts and stuff had gone. So what I was left with picking again, they like I, you know I'm you know still good was uh, a signed match ball by all the squad, or Pepe Reina's gloves. Unfortunately, this was like you know, the post raffle. Squad, it's I think The this squad might, was in gog and people like this, that. I'm, yeah, this you know, might like, have yeah, been... Like Kenny might not have even been in charge. He might have been in the Hodgson zone. Can just, it was just like Poulsen, Joe Cole. Shelby was definitely on there, yeah. and I was just thinking, nah, you know, right, I'll have the goalkeeping jobs, please. <laughs> <laughs> you're about to enter the Hodgson zone. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, Roy, 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 <laughs> Roy. <laughs> I can remember him. I can only hope uh, I can only hope so Alex will forgive me if we beat them. <laughs> <for> you <laughs> can't. What are you doing? <laughs> oh
0: man. Uh, Bad times. Bad times. Yeah,
2: yeah so um, whatever this season's brought, it wasn't that, I suppose.
0: No. At least we got Kenny out of that anyway, so um Yeah, well we we've, we've talked about some of the players who might be leaving. Um Dave, I wanted to bring up Kelleher to you because um you mm. wrote in the week that you, you know, like perhaps we're overrating Kelleher. Kelleher based on the small sample size of only seeing him like five or six times a season, yeah, and um, everything that we saw today suggested that might absolutely be the case because, like, at least two of the goals, and I think three, he could have done much better on.
1: Yeah, I think two, and the first one, like on first viewing, I was like, "Oh, should he be doing better there?" Would Allison have let that in? But the more I watch, like the replays of it, I'm like, "Okay, I, I, I'm not." entirely sure about that one but two of the others definitely his positioning on the one that went across him I think it was the fourth Mm. goal he was so far over to the near post it was like, yeah, not good but yeah, the the, the point that I was making it it wasn't so much, I wasn't saying he's overrated uh, because I don't know the point that I was making was It's like it's backup quarterback syndrome in the NFL when like a guy comes Mm. in, he plays a couple of games and he he gets like minutes in garbage time at the end of games and he he looks good. And then some bum team who's like desperate for the quarterback will just overpay to to bring him in and make him the starter. And I was just asking the question, is that what Kelleher is? You know, is he is he as great as like a lot of us think he is? And, you know, I've got swept along with this as well based on how he's played. I've thought, yeah, you know, this lad's brilliant. He's he's too good to not be playing. The question that I would have is: is his value now the highest it's likely to be, and should we maybe think, okay, mm-hmm. he, let, let's let's cash in now while his value is that high because he needs to play anyway. There's no point in yeah. like, next year it could be slightly different because we could let him have the Europa League games, um, and and then. One of the domestic cups, like probably the league Cup, which would give him probably 12, 16 games, maybe more uh, next season if if that's how we wanted to go to keep him happy, I'm just asking the question, maybe his values like at its highest now, and this would be the time to to cash in, and but
0: well, I think his value would have been at its highest at 429 pm today. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah I feel like that's... Dave just wants to stick it to his dad. <laughs> <laughs> i don't. my dad was
0: like
1: to be fair he didn't really watch it today i had the laptop on it was the, the laptop was like sat between us but the everton game was on the telly and like he was he was focused on that like and it didn't help that like the stream just that i had to keep manually refreshing it like every two minutes so it was hard to get into our mm. game for that but uh, yeah, my dad's stance is like Keller is our best goalkeeper and he should be playing ahead of Allison. And I've said to him, <laughs> You're literally the only person on the entire planet that thinks that way. Not even Kelleher thinks that. Kelleher's <laughs> mum doesn't think that. Like nobody does. It's just you. <laughs> And his his response as well, you know, that's my opinion, and I'm entitled to it. I'm like, yeah, but it's wrong. <laughs> but he, <laughs> he, he won't have it. Um, even today, he, he's not he's not said anything. But if he's to watch the goals, he'll probably say, no, he couldn't do nothing about that because he's entrenched in his in his opinion on it. And his, his, his only reason for that. Oh yeah, my dad was desperate for him to go down. Yeah, yeah, as okay. much as I was. Um, but no, his reason for, for oh. saying like Keller is our best goalkeeper is purely because he trusts him more with his feet than Alisson. And so do I. I actually do as well. But that's that's only one small, like, attribute that a goalkeeper needs. And Kelleher is better with his feet than Alisson. But that's probably the only aspect of goalkeeping that he is better than him. At. You know, Alisson's the best in the world. I don't think it's close. I think he's like way clear definitely than
2: better than him growing a beard he's he's yeah
1: i know he looks he looks like sweet d when she was trying out for the eagles
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, listeners you don't know what i'm talking about google that it's always sunny sweet sweet day eagles and you'll see <laughs> but but no i i just think like that allison is clearly like I'm saying best in the world. I don't really watch much football outside the Premier League. He's, he's by far the best in the Premier League. It's not even close. He's streets ahead of everybody. He's still got a lot of years left in him, so he's going to be our number one. It's not like... If if Alisson was like 35, 36, and if you're Kelleher, you think it's you know what, it's worth me sticking around for another year or two and then I'm the successor. That's not going to be the case. He's never going to be our number one now his choice is, does he stay here and play like Europa League games and, you know, League Cup whatever and learn from Alisson or does he go and play every week and establish himself as like Ireland's number one and you know, gain his experience that way. And who knows if he is the real deal and I hope he is because he seems like a great lad and I'm not saying he's not because I don't know. And as I say, I'm just asking the question, is he as good as we think he is? And if he's not, maybe we should cash in. But I would also put that buyback clause in in case he does turn out to be really good. And you don't know what will happen in a couple of years' time. We might be shit, and Alisson might be like, you know what, I'm I'm going to move on. Real Madrid want me, or, or whatever. You just don't know what, what the future holds. Um, But I do think like that maybe we think Queave's a bit better than he actually he is. I don't know.
0: Anybody else who might have seen the last off today, do you think?
1: Um. Well, I was thinking... Last week, after they put after club put out like the uh, the inside Anfield video, and I seen Costas fucking blubbering, and everyone just assumed, oh look, he's upset because it's like you know Bobby and, um, Milner and that, and players leaving, and Costas is upset because he was really upset. He's like properly like crying his eyes out, and I did think, does Costas know something we don't? You know, is there a chance that he might be getting moved on because? If you think about it, this system that we're playing now—if this is how we're going to play long term—I think it's more likely that we're going to go and sign a left-sided centre-back for that for that role. I'm not saying he's going to displace Robo, but you know, if Robo keeps his place in the team, Robo's backup is more likely to be a left-sided centre-back. I mean, like if you look at, at City for example, well, they have like Ake playing that role. Who's like I know he can play left back, but it's like left sided centre back more than a marauding left back. And Arsenal do it slightly different because Zinchenko's the, the the left back who's playing in midfield, but then they have like uh, Ben Scheit on the right hand side, mm-hmm. who again converted centre back, not really a flying fullback. So maybe Costas that there, there, there could be something could be something happening there that we don't know about. and um, because we've been maybe linked thinks, a lot of things. Maybe he knows Mo's backs. leaving.
2: That's why he put out the cryptic tweet. Are we, are we going to talk about Mo's tweet? You can talk it, about it. I don't definitely. think there's anything in it, really. I, I don't
1: think. I know Chris thought that there, there might have been like a, a motive there. I, I don't. I don't know why he did it. I felt like it was a bit strange. I totally agreed with everything he said, and I'm glad that like he feels that way. But it was a bit weird that it was like he was just waiting for that game to finish so he could tweet yeah. it. Um, it I felt telegraphed. Been a, yeah. Playing in to the galleries, maybe. <laughs> I don't think it was a, a I won out and I'm paving the way for it. I don't think it was that at all. Um, definitely not. And, and Klopp was asked about that and totally dismissed it as well. Um, it just seemed a strange thing for them to be putting out. But mm. no, I don't know. I'm not reading anything into it. I just thought it was strange.
0: There's not really any. There wasn't really any precedent to compare it to, isn't it? He, he sort of usually keeps his own counsel on stuff yeah. like that. Never too high, like never too low. And it just seemed. I don't know. May, you know, maybe. We don't. We don't know. Players. It felt like he'd been yeah. hacked. It yeah.
2: didn't feel like a Mo tweet, did it? Yeah.
0: And it's the only thing I thought p- it could
2: have been a pitch for Captain.
1: Yeah. I don't think so. I don't
2: know. Mm. I well, either That of so. course, this was crying because he knows Mo's gonna fuck off.
1: So, I, Chris, what did you think his angle was then? Because you thought there was an angle.
0: I don't. I honestly don't know. I I wouldn't want to speculate. I just think that there's something in it that we don't necessarily know what it is. And Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but I think there's something in it. Like he's made, he's voicing his displeasure for a reason other than the fact that he's totally devastated by the fact that we didn't finish fourth in the Premier League.
1: It was a message to somebody who we don't necessarily know who it was, but
2: maybe it's to the clubs. Then you better fucking sign Jude Bell on (laughs) him.
1: Oh, give it up. Yeah. yeah, you're telling me you're, to when it, yeah, it's me <laughs> saying it. When it's me saying it, then you know. Yeah. <laughs> Even Paul's Man.
0: like totally giving that one up for dead. That makes me a little bit sad. Being they've beaten you into submission. Yeah. Um, so what else, if, if anything, do we have to cover from today? Well, we were talking about Mo. I
1: thought Mo mm-hmm. was an absolute dog shit today.
0: He was. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know,
2: it's body language looked when like the... he wanted to get out to me. He wants to leave.
1: Mo, who's got, like, <laughs> probably the best first touch I've ever seen other than maybe John Barnes, you know, his ability to just kill a ball. You know it's what, bad. What, Suarez? No, it's different, different type of, like... Most first touch, just pulling a ball.
0: Can we the ball get through out one out podcast without you mentioning that wasn't
1: Suarez. me? You know, it's, it's once. Not, well, for once, it's not me, and I'm I'm trying to as once brought the
2: ball out of mid air, t- one touch around the keeper, oh, and in against
1: listen, Newcastle. Listen, I did that on Thursday night That's in talking Anyone can do oh! that at, at, at some point. In terms of relentlessness, Mo Mo's face touch is just relentless. Paul's going to be really when he hears that. Well, one. Paul can reel as much as he like, but it's a fact, <laughs> and it, there's there's people there who've seen it, so you know I'm not making anything up. Now, what I'm trying to say, let me let me get my point out about Mo. Most first touch is just unbelievably good. He does things, and you're just like, "Fucking hell, how did he kill that?" So today his first touch when he's running onto a ball over the top I think it was Henderson play, played a really good ball over the top his first touch was that bad it bounced 20 yards off his foot over the goalkeeper and hit the post and and it wasn't oh, like a shot oh the jerk touch yeah it wasn't a shot he was trying to control the ball and it bounced off the end of his toe and leaped up over the keeper and almost looked like a great goal but he was trying to control that ball and you just never see that from him and like his first three touches in the game today now I'm saying this is first three touches. It might not have been because I was having to buffer my stream. The first three times I seen him touch the ball, it ended up going out for a throw-in. So it was he was just he was woeful today. He was terrible. Um, still could have had like two three goals in terms of like chances that he had cutting in. But yeah, he just didn't have it
0: today. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, yeah. Go on.
0: Yeah. Well, it, with his tweet in mind. From this week, I think we can all pinpoint the games where the reasons why we're not in the Champions League is those four games that we had against the teams that were bottom of the league when we played them, mm. and we lost three of them, and we drew today's. Mm. And I think I, you know, I'm not incorrect in saying that he was shit in all of them, like that Forest yeah. one, he was fucking terrible. The penalty all against, the against in in a couple yeah. of games as well, right? Yeah. So like, the buck stops with him as well. To be yeah. fair, he
1: did say that. He, he said we. You know, mm-hmm. I mean he's got to, he can't, he can't very well say you can yeah, he' you lot. He can't say you lot fuck this season right <laughs> mm-hmm. up. I've got thirty goals, what the fuck have the rest of you <laughs> done? <laughs> um but it's it's weird because he scored thirty goals and I don't think he's had like um a great season. Um some would say he's not even had a good season. I wouldn't go that far. I think he's been good. Stewart. By his own standards, he's been mm-hmm. Way off it in a lot of games, but he still produced the numbers. You know, his his goals and assists. He's still done that side of it, but he's just not looked. Going going back right to the start of the season, and a lot of that was tactical as well. You know, we we kept saying he was getting the ball with his back to goal too much and too far away from the other team's goal. So mm-hmm. we have done things tactically, which have probably he's forced him to adjust how he plays. Uh, I did see an interview with him, like uh, some random YouTube channel. I was in an interview with him this week and he was talking about like how um, Trent's new role has like change what he does a bit. Like He has to come a bit deeper to pick the ball up and he's got his back to goal and that. So I do think that's something else that we, we need to look at because it doesn't particularly suit him. I mean, he does protect the ball really well, to be fair, usually. Mm-hmm. I mean, not today, but usually he's really good at that, but it's just not really where you want him. So yeah, a, they need to just come up with a new plan for next season and work on it in pre-season and, and just start to get the best out of our players again.
0: I think in terms of the numbers, he he has hit those heights, right? And that's what you want from him at the end of the day, the, the goals and the assists, right? But I think where where he's kind of fallen a little bit, we haven't really seen anything, like, special from him this year. Like those goals or those runs where he beats about four players and puts a couple on their arse, and you yeah. think, wow, fucking Al Mo, incredible best I've ever seen. Um, He's just kind of lost a little bit of that magnificence, perhaps, about it, even though he's still been... Scoring goals and um, creating goals, which at the end of the day is what he's paid to do, uh, rather than all the fancy stuff that makes us sort of like clap like seals, I guess.
1: And and the big issue really is, other players have not chipped in enough. You know, he's he's done his job. Although I don't think he's been brilliant, he's done his job. He can hold his head up and say, "Well, look, I've scored thirty goals." With the, what are the rest where, where they contributed you know when we used to have like Sadio wouldn't be too far behind and Bobby wouldn't be too far behind there's been a drop off you know you can say Darwin but like it's it, it's all of them as a collective the midfield I mean the goal output from the midfield is absolutely horrendous you know, that's not good enough
2: Um Curtis tried to bring the average up in that at yeah, well, the end of the season. <laughs> Curtis did bring the
1: average up. I yeah. think he's only scored three goals, but that brought the yeah. average up. Massively. I like to think
2: he came. I like to think he came right into the rescue, but on a bike doing a wheelie. <laughs> <Yeah>. He <laughs> I brought mean, the average
0: up from zero to zero point
1: one. Harvey, Harvey scored a couple, and I want to talk about Harvey today actually because he he was good when he come on. I thought he, he, was, was. he yeah. really yeah. changed the game for us because we were we were fucking. He was shit up until he came on. And then all of a sudden... I think it's partly the, the impression that, that he made was, was good. He helped us. And it was also the fact we went 4-2 down and everyone was like, OK, fuck this. This, this is not acceptable. We've, we can't have this. We've got to get back into this because this is so Southampton and we're 4-2 down after being 2 nil up. Because after 4-2... The rest of the game, like we just pummeled them. You know, we probably should have won in the end. We had enough he chances should, to yeah. do it. But Harvey was like involved in pretty much everything good that we did when he came on. Thought it was a good performance from him. I also like the fact when that dickhead centre half—I've forgotten his name—but he was he was acting the twat all game, and he he was having a go at like Gakpo, I think it was. Mm, and he Harvey was Gakpo, just yeah. come running in Steven and just a. like two hands in the chest, just like shoved him out the way. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, do. I like
0: that. Yeah,
1: I like that. Good stuff.
0: What do you think next year looks like for Harvey?
1: Not as many games as this year.
2: Mm. Like he played more than he probably should have. Didn't he? Wasn't he like an ever-present? Like, didn't he play part yeah. in nearly every game at one point? Until yeah. recently, he'd been involved yeah. in every
1: league game. Yeah. Yeah. Which is too the much, one... and that's not a yeah. knock on, at on his Harvey age, yeah. at all. It's just it's yeah. too much. And like, you know, we broke Bajetic. We overplayed really? him because he was, he was better than everybody else we had. It's like, okay, yeah, you've got to play. Uh, we got all about him. We so,
2: <laughs> got all about the I know.
1: We, we've, got to, we've got to manage it better, haven't we? But we had to overplay him because other midfield players were either injured or shit. Yeah. Or both. Cater.
0: Cater, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, Jules, anything else on your mind?
2: Uh, about today, no, not really. Uh, like I say, the game, <clears throat> the game was sort of, it, you know, reminded me of that game when West Brom and Manchester United played. It was it Ferguson's last game when it was like it was just a mad one. It was like five four or something. Oh yeah. It was, it's like a proper no one gives a shit game. And as Dave said, it was like we were four two down and everyone sort of turned around and went, hang on a second, what's going on here? I the only thing I would say is I noticed today especially. The, and then last week, the refs seem to have gone World Cup style with the um, added on time. Yeah. Like our game had seven minutes. Nobody the, wanted um, seven minutes today. No, <laughs> it like, just blows no, And no one wanted <laughs> mo- the extra no. minutes last week against Villa. Um, the Leicester game had six minutes, and then the Everton game had ten minutes, although Atwell could not wait to fucking stop that game. They, like, you can't give ten minutes of extra t- of injury time or you know whatever, additional time. And then Everton, like, you know, Pickford's doing his usual on falling down, you know, Connor Cody's giving it the wound, wounded soldiers stuff and all that in those 10 minutes. But then you think, nah, do you know what? 10 minutes is fine. No, I won't I won't add anything on, on top of the time. Because then, all right, so you've added 10 minutes, but then you're going to encourage time wasting within those and then not add it on. Mm. It's irrelevant adding the 10 minutes. You might as well have not bothered. Yeah, it was a joke. I don't want the... I, I don't want, I don't, the time-wasting thing, like we covered last week with Villa, so I don't want to go, I don't know if you... I think we should we talk cover about that, a, you know. I, I think we, <laughs> we need to go back to Villa's time-wasting.
1: <laughs> I don't think we spoke about it enough. You kept cutting me off. <laughs> uh, a bit, well, to I'm, be
0: honest I'm, today, like, Everton, from minute one to minute 90, well, minute 100... In some way, shape, or form, they were an absolute disgrace today. For the, until they scored, they were throwing themselves on the ground at every the fucking opportunity. Was and as soon as they it... did, it was all it was all about time wasting and feigning injury. And for all of the fucking shit that we've had to hear from Sean Dyche down the years mm-hmm. about how football is supposed to be played one day, and you know it's a physical man's game, and cheating foreigners, and all this kind of stuff, it's fucking. It was just like it just showed him up as the absolute yeah. fucking hypocrite. They've... That he always They has were diving
2: it. around. They were diving around like Shawn Michaels overselling against Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I mean, Damari Gray
0: might as well have just stayed on the floor <laughs> rather than just not get up and throw himself down again. Like, and and Yeri yeah, Mina mean, getting stuck into everyone's
2: faces all the time. Uh, he's a horrible bastard. In What's lane, his game? Right What's going on there? Weird as fuck.
0: What is it but you always I say, don't... Dave, once Everton touches you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. you never the same. <laughs> I, I don't, like, obviously there needs to be a solution to the time-wasting chicanery and all that, but I don't want it to be... I don't want every game to last even longer than it already does. Like, VAR's already extending these games. I don't want more time on top. I'd like... One of the big selling points of football was you knew when it finished. Like, I've you know, when, if some people... If anyone who's not sold on American sports, US sports, one of the biggest knocks they'll say against it, and they're right, is that the games go on for fucking hours and you never know when they're going to finish. Like, it's so bad in baseball they've had to put they've had to try and do something to counteract it but even like a game you know a game's end to end it's like a game of basketball and I think well you've not watched a game of basketball because in the last two minutes mm. it does not flow at all they keep stopping it for timeouts right. and everything like that and again a game which everything's is,
0: reviewable in the last two minutes as well
2: yeah for you know 48 you know it's meant to be 48 minutes it still lasts it can still last up to two and a half hours three hours if you're really really unlucky yeah so I don't want football to become like that and it's starting to become like that so all these people who are fucking time-wasting I've got fucking I've got a long drive after games piss off with this shit I need to get home yeah
0: right
2: think of me don't the real to me victim
0: basketball anyway
2: no I, 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 I was reluctant to use Not that as an example <laughs> I was reluctant to use that as an example, but it seemed more relevant <laughs> oh, than the really NFL. You know. No, because I think, like, because people always say, oh, it's like a game of basketball, end-to-end stuff, fast-paced. Yeah. So it, it's more relevant than, saying the NFL, which also has the same problem. In fact, I think an NFL game might flow more at the end than a basketball game. Yeah, it just becomes Maybe. unwatchable.
0: Yeah, it does. Then it's commercials and what have you. Never mind. So, so yeah, anyway, let's move off basketball.
1: Um, but you don't have timeouts in footy though, so you're not going to be able to make stop the clock as much.
0: But yeah, something's got but
1: to be done. Like, you can't, yeah. you can't have this. I mean, it, it costs that much money to go and watch footy, and then you've got like Aston Villa doing what they did and Newcastle doing what they did and Everton when you watch them as well. You just you're being cheated out of like the spectacle. You're going to watch a game of football and. The ball's in play for what? Like, what did Stu put something in the chat the other 43 day?
2: Forty-three minutes, wasn't it? Villa.
1: Villa was like the lowest, uh, the, yeah. the lowest since like they started taking records of it. But the previous one was our previous home game, Brentford. Brentford. Yeah. And what does what does that tell you when it's happening? Like after Klopp's had to go with the refs, the next two games, this is what we're subjected to. Like, mm-hmm. okay, it's not it's not down to the refs that those those teams are approaching the game the way they are. But the refs are doing absolutely fuck all to stop it. And it's not a coincidence that it comes after they're trying to teach Klopp a lesson. But you can't carry on like this because it's ruining the game as a spectacle. You don't want to go mm-hmm. to a match and you're just sitting there and you're just watching like players just constantly going on the floor to stop the game and get the physio on. and It's, it's fucking horrendous. It really is. And something has to be done. And I don't know what that is, but you can't let it carry on the way it is. And it's not a Liverpool thing. I'm not saying ball, that. This is not about like me saying it from a Liverpool point of view. This is just like whoever it is, you know, because it's not like we're the only team that like that that the opposition does that too. I mean, you know, okay, mm-hmm. generally it's the it's the better teams who suffer from it,
2: but it's not just us. I'll allow a defensive Milan do it against Manchester. Oh yeah, if yeah, yeah you know I me mean? <laughs> All things. I'll, it if that, if that's, I'll just put that down to all
1: oh, those those canny Italians, okay. wily old Italians. <laughs>
2: Playing their game, what are you gonna do?
0: I mean speaking of that, I mean this really is the end of the season today. We don't have to pay any attention to anything that happens. Oh, I'm tuning out transfer related. Like yeah. I'm not watching the FA Cup nope. final next week. I'm definitely not watching that European Cup final the week after. It's like and last year we were in both of those games, mm. so fuck it to hell and back. Yep. <laughs> Dave, you got any closing words for our neighbours?
1: No, I, I, I've, just, I've got nothing to say about it, and I'm just I'm, no. I just feel empty.
0: Mm. Well,
1: Actually, no. Rely... You know what? It's possible that something will get done in terms of points deductions and that, but that's a whole can of worms, really. Because if say like the the, the saying now that the inquiries it the, the at the inquiry like the, the judgment or whatever is not going to be in until October at the earliest well if I'm Leicester I'm fucking suing Everton you know if they get found guilty you can't promote Leicester again you know this next season will started and Leicester are going to be in the championship and if I'm Leicester I'm looking at they're going well I'm going they've cheated in a season where we got relegated and now they're yeah. getting a points deduction how does that benefit us we got relegated because they weren't playing by the same rules as us and it was last year. It was Burnley, but Burnley got the compensation by getting fucking twenty million off Everton for Dwight McNeil. So, what are they going to do? Are they going to go and pay like forty million for that fucking sideshow Bob centre back? You know, from <laughs> Leicester. There's got to be like, is that, is that going to be their compensation? Because something's got to give. You, you can't have like a team breaking the rules, staying up at the expense of teams who are like playing by the rules. And like, then they're in the championship and like, and then it's like, okay, Everton, you're getting like a de- point deduction, whatever, which may or may not cause them to get relegated next season. But you don't know. Like, so if they get a point deduction, but have a decent season and manage to survive again, well, where's the punishment there? So I, I don't know. I don't know. How it's you, the how West Ham Sheffield
2: United thing all over again, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, they sued them, didn't they? They sued them. They got money for it, but you know, I mean, they're back in the Premier League now. But they got they, no way as
1: much as what it cost them.
2: No, and they, you know, they got back in the Premier League and Chris Wilder, and I think only the second season was COVID season, which fucked them. Yeah, because um, uh, you know they've they've never they obviously lost out there. So I think it'll be compensation if they if they sue. And I, did... I, th- I think. I think Everton will get a points deduction because this is not like Manchester City. They're not obscuring and delaying the process. They they've been they've they know it's all there clever. in the facts. Well, no, there's that as well. But they're not there in the facts and the figures. They that's there for all to be seen.
1: It's it, just um,
2: it's also the most Everton thing ever. Like they
1: could like the only team. That's gonna like cheat and cheat and cheat and get worse as a result of it. Like anyone else <laughs> cheats and gets better, they cheated, spent a shitload of money that they weren't entitled to spend, and they bought a load of dog shit with it. And like, they're, they're the only team who would do that. But that doesn't change the fact that you know they've they've broken the rules just because they've got worse as a result of it and haven't gained an advantage. That shouldn't really come into any punishment. So it is different to Man City. You, you know, you're you're right, but. I also think like the the lawyer situation will come into it with City. You know they're just gonna like mm-hmm. delay and come up with like any little thing they can. To, no, to no. Pep to says he
2: wants it done in twenty four hours, if yeah. possible.
1: And no, nobody <laughs> pulled him up on that either. <laughs> no. The reason it's it's getting dragged out is because they objected to the fact that the guy in charge of the inquiry is an Arsenal fan. It's Trumpian, isn't now it? Now it is, really is.
0: We had you back then for a minute. You were back to making fun of them for getting shit after cheating. I
2: know. It, it, so, hold <laughs> oh, on to that. Do you know man. what? That There's was, always next that. year, this is like, Dave. This yeah. is They're the... not going to get
1: better, are they, next no, year? No, but everyone's being robbed of what would have just been like the greatest
2: part of all time. They, <laughs> I had so on, many, many plans. A, so many they plans. They could get a 12-point this. deduction and I don't, like, Dice has done all right for them, but let's not forget they only just scraped away w- with it and i was like because arsenal did their usual shit the bed performance up there. in fact it was kind of arsenal's fault this Yeah. Uh, top of the league and you're going to Goodison and getting beat 1-0 i agree and and i would have said that up until the brighton game but i would also
1: say arsenal get beat at goodison every year and also let's not forget you know we drew there you know so we've contributed to this mess as well the fact that like we couldn't win at goodison so you know, our hands aren't exactly clean on this but it's Brighton you can point to whatever you like, it's Brighton and again, I'll go, if if they'd have gone there and won 1-0, and like a scabby ass backs to the wall, winning with a set piece performance, that can happen and I wouldn't have even had any beef with Brighton at all, what cannot happen is Brighton, in the form they were in, the season they've had, find themselves 4-0 down at home to a team that can't score, just, it can't happen, it's the freakest result of the season I don't care what anyone says. Me and Jules were talking before we came on, and he reckons our 7 0 over United was more of a freak result than that. I disagree. You know, United just packed in when the game had got away from them. Brighton were 4 0 down the first half. That's like staggering yeah. that that actually happened, and I'll never get over it. <laughs> this is like Hans Seger's all over again.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> They showed that goal before the game today oh. when on the coverage I was watching. Fuck me. <laughs>
1: I know they, see, they showed Graham Stewart in the in the stands, and they said it, like a caption came up, He scored two goals when he survived on on the last day, and like I was like yeah, oh, fucking, I remember that. I was looking at Graham Stewart like the years haven't been kind to him. No, he's a fat you bastard. He
0: looked like he, he looked like oh, ten
1: pound of shit in a five pound bag. Yeah,
0: definitely. And Mark Robbins as well. Looking at him yesterday, he's a fat fucker as I, well.
1: I didn't see him. I haven't seen him for years.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't look anything a like a, a player, manager, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, I hated that yeah. little
1: prick when he played for United. Fucking super sub. <laughs> yeah.
2: Saved Fergie's job, didn't he? Mm. Didn't he yeah. score the goal against um, the cup in the game? Cup? Yeah. 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 Dicks. What a fucking yeah. season. <laughs> yeah. Good riddance
0: yeah we were just saying that before we came on air that we were you know we'll be we'll a week from now maybe we'll start looking back on on the season and there's a couple of caveats to that is that like a we're all like 40 or pushing 40 or pushing 50 and we can't really remember much of it, so we're going to have to spend a, a week re-watching stuff, which doesn't really feel that appealing. No. And like B, we were supposed to do a season review last year, which was one of the, like you know results-wise, one of the greatest seasons in the club's history, and we sacked it off because we were all sulking about losing the league in the European yeah. Cup. So uh, don't hold your breath on no. that. But
1: the plan is, we'll, we'll do in a week or so, we'll have a season review pod. Yeah. But... I may end up just getting into golf mode and like you're not <laughs> you're tuning not out fully completely. <laughs> so I, I don't know, but yeah, we we do want to do that. And even if we don't do that one, because let's face it, it's not really going to be something that we're going to look forward to doing. We'll do some fun stuff, you know, stuff that's yeah. not not about this season. And any any time we make a signing, we'll you know we'll do a pod reacting to that where we can all kick off about some fucking no-market we've signed. Yeah. So well, yeah, at we'll got have sign the Bellingham parts. signing to
0: look forward to. Yeah,
1: we can't even sign Joe Bellingham because he's just gone to Sunderland, <laughs> hasn't he? So we're not even going to get him either. Because the talk was we were going to sign him and put him in like the academy and and as like a sweetener to get. But, so didn't him Chelsea him do with again.
2: that with Hazard's brother for a while?
1: Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, yeah. And then it turned out like a few years down the line, the brother was actually you, better because Hazard just. Off but off of course bench, by it. then
2: Chelsea had sold him because yeah. that's what Chelsea do yeah
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. alright well, let's not go down that rabbit hole um, yeah. we will do some we will do some fun stuff throughout the summer um, but yeah if you've if you've tuned in today if you've tuned into all of the pods for all of the games this season uh, thanks so much for for spending the time with us like we love the feedback that we get from you like we love the fact that so many of you look forward to them dropping after the games and um, so, yeah, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we're, we're building this thing slowly but surely. Uh, the numbers are up, you know, incrementally, and we, we've reached some good landmarks this year. So, obviously, we'll be back over the summer and we'll continue building this next year as long as, you, you know, you stay with us and um, come along with us for the journey. So, thanks to everybody who's supported yeah. us throughout the season. Um, it's it's just been really, really fun, even though the results haven't been great. So, uh, thanks again, Um Dave, anything else?
1: Yeah, just echo all of that. Thanks to everyone for listening. Um, if you can tell your friends and leave us reviews on on um, on Apple and stuff, all of that helps. So, yeah, just uh, appreciate all the support we've had all season because it's been a pretty miserable season. But even when the results have been shit, you know, people seem to have you know they've enjoyed it, haven't they? You know, it's kind of like mm-hmm. cathartic to them listening to us talking shite after after like bad games <laughs> and that bad impressions talking bollocks it just seems to keep people happy anyway so yeah really appreciate all the support we've had
0: good stuff all right um thanks guys i know you weren't particularly keen on coming on after uh, after the game tonight but i you know i told my my wife was sorting out like a, a massive closet in our house and like chucking a load of stuff away and she's walking around the house sweating her literal's off and um like i'm just sat there watching two games and i, I did it under the proviso that we were podcasting afterwards and uh, Dave's like oh can we do it tomorrow and, you know, I'm <laughs> feeling a bit tired in the dumps. and first of all I was like okay with that and then I was like no I, we need to do this now so I'm glad we did it now and um, Jules has had his tea and everything so it all worked out for the best um, but yeah we will be back with that um, season review uh, we'll try and get a few more of us on as well a few more of the lads to sort of share their, their high points and low points of the season but until then we'll catch you soon <laughs> best word I can say, but uh, will describe this, was BOOM!
2: <laughs> 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 Woo, what was this? It was really good.